Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Francis from the Buds and Sports Podcast, and I'm here to bring you the weekly waiver wire report. In this episode, we're going to be covering week two, and we're going to start off with the injury report and then move on to possible pickup and plays for each position. And starting off this injury report is one name that is going to pain me to say because he is currently sitting in my fantasy team, uh, Raheem Mostert. And um, I will be dropping him today or tomorrow. Um, he is out for the season since he opted to have knee surgery. So prayers up to Raheem and prayers up to my team. <laughs> and we'll see if we can get through this patch and uh, get a nice pickup. But Raheem Mostert is out for the season. Um, second person on this list is Jerry Judy, who has a high ankle sprain, expected to be out four to six weeks. There is a couple guys in that wide receiver room that, you know, can be possible pickup and plays, um, but we'll we'll get into that later in the episode. Um, at number three on this list is Odell Beckham. He was cleared to play this past week. Um, however, the Browns left it up to him if he wanted to get out there and felt confident to get out there. But in the end, he decided to sit out. So I think it'll be up to him when he comes back. Uh, Michael Gallup has a calf strain and he'll be out for three to five weeks. Um, I think that just create, you know, increases the ceiling for Amari Cooper and, uh, CD lamb. Um, but that pretty much wraps it up for the injury report. Um, the, f- the first position we're going to be covering is the running backs. Um, starting with that Raheem Moster injury, um, you know, guys like Elijah Mitchell and Jamichael hasty get thrusted into, to more of a prominent role, um, with the 49ers and, um, Elijah Mitchell has shown that he can function in the Shanahan system. And he does have the speed. But Jermichael Hasty also had a very strong camp and a very strong preseason. So uh, I would say if, if in the waiver wire order, if you can't get to Elijah Mitchell, um, I would definitely uh, take a look at Jermichael Hasty and see if you could get him onto your roster. Um, maybe possibly not play him this week if you do get Hasty, but maybe just have him on your bench and see see how the situation plays out. Um, I, I do understand that they got a guy there, Trey Sermon, who's also a pretty good back. But I think if it's between the three, um, it's definitely going to be between Elijah Mitchell and Jermichael Hasty. Um, second on this list would have to be Mark Ingram at Browns. Uh, Mark Ingram actually got a decent amount of touches even though they do have a crowded running back room uh, that features Philip Lindsay and David Johnson um, however uh, Mark Ingram still got 26 carries he got 85 yards and a touchdown um, which leads to 14 points in most standard PPR leagues um, third on this list would have to be Carlos Hyde who is home against the Broncos um, James Robinson is the main back uh, for Jacksonville. However, they do feature Carlos Hyde in this offense. He had nine carries and two receptions. Nine carries for 44 yards, two receptions for 14 yards for a total of seven points. Um, I can see a situation where um, if the Jaguars find themselves in the red zone a lot or if, uh, you know, they give James Robinson a chance and he can't get it in, um, you know, they might they might they might sub in Carlos Hyde. He might he might take a touchdown or two from James Robinson. That and um, you know injuries are always a part of this game. Of course, we don't hope for them, um, but 
as far as you know uh fantasy football perspective sometimes you have to make moves just in case and uh carlos hyde is can be considered one of those moves where um you know if james robinson were to go down or if he was to miss a game or two um carlos hyde would be the main back and um you know you can find a lot of value there so if you don't want to if you don't want to start him this week um if you just want to pick him up and kind of hold on to him in your bench if you need depth in that position uh carlos hyde is definitely uh somebody to look at you know uh two other names where um they might not be playable this week but if you need depth in the position you kind of just want to hold on to them uh to kind of see how the season plays out or you know some of these situations plays out um is jd mckissick and benny snell jr uh jd mckissick um it has been featured in this offense even with antonio gibson um being the main back um he didn't get that many touches or i don't know if he even got any touches at all this past week um but i do expect jd mckissick to eventually you know find himself in this offense and uh, uh start start earning some touches uh benny snell jr i'm not a huge fan of this guy um but I do know that if something were to happen to Najee Harris, uh, Benny Snell is next in line. Uh, he is the clear two in that room. Um, so just a couple of names if, if you guys need some depth in that position. And that pretty much wraps it up for the running backs. Uh, moving on to the wide receivers. First one on this list is Christian Kirk, who is home against the Vikings. He put up a pretty impressive stat line this past week. Uh, he had five targets and caught all five for 70 yards and two touchdowns for a total of 24 fantasy points. Um, he has a very nice matchup against the Vikings. I think this Cardinal offense is very um, dangerous and they do uh, tend to spread the ball around. And um, he, there's there's a lot of big play capability with this offense. Um, and Christian Kirk being a speedy guy um, and the Vikings looking you know, pretty shaky that that first game against the Bengals. Um, they were having some issues with those receivers. So um, Christian Kirk, I think, is a very solid play if you're able to pick him up this week. Um, number two on this list is Zach Pascal. Uh, he's home against the Rams. That is a tougher matchup as far as, you know, the, the defense he has to go against. But, um, you know, that, that Colts receiver room, it's not very impressive. Uh, they got Zach Pascal, uh, Pittman Jr., and I believe Paris Campbell. And uh, seemed like Zach Pascal was probably their most reliable one uh, this past week. I don't know if that's going to be the case moving forward, um, but if Zach Pascal is available, you know um, that number one receiver spot for the Colts is is pretty much up for grabs. So um, any of those guys can have monster games if if you want to use any of them in a flex play. Um, if you have to pivot from that Jerry Judy uh, injury, um, I do believe Tim Patrick is is the next guy up uh, in that room. Um, he's been having a strong camp, strong preseason, and he had a pretty strong showing for his first first game. So with uh, you know Jerry Judy out for four to six weeks, I do expect Tim Patrick's numbers and targets and receptions and touchdowns, all those to go up. So. If you need some depth in the wide receiver position or if you need to pivot from your, you know, Jerry Judy IR, um, Tim Patrick would probably be the next option. Um, next one on this list is Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Marquez Valdez-Scantling on the Packers 
does have big play capabilities, and he is versus the Lions this week. Um, he was targeted seven times, even though he only caught three of them this past week. Only only put up four fantasy points, but you know, in a game that um, the Packers really struggled, um, he he was able to generate seven targets. And I do think when Aaron Rodgers does connect with Valdez Scantling, it's for a big play and it's for a touchdown. <laughs> it's usually for that bomb. And uh, they tend to connect every season. It's just a matter of what game it happens, you know, and it happens a few times during the season. So if you ever want to play a, a, a flex play, you want to put a wide receiver at your flex, Marquez Valdez Scantling against the Lions. Um, I definitely think he's going to have more than four points this week. And that pretty much does it for um, the wide receivers for this week. Um, Moving on to quarterbacks, uh, first one on this list is going to be Jameis Winston against Carolina. Um, you know, he, he did throw for five touchdowns um, this past week. The yardage might have not been there, but I think I think he is showing that um, he, he can function in, in, in that system. So far, we'll see, though. It, it is Jameis Winston, but for fantasy purposes, um, he, is a, he is a very solid play. Um, he if he is available and you are in need of a quarterback, um, that is definitely um, top pick of the week for for quarterbacks on the waiver wire. Um, second would have to be Tyrod Taylor at the Browns. Um, you know he he did put up a, a nice game this past week. It was versus the Jaguars, um, but Tyrod Taylor is one of those uh, dual quarterbacks who can throw it and use his legs. Um, so for fantasy purposes, that's always what you're looking for for in, in that quarterback slot, you know, unless you got a, a legend like Tom Brady or, you know, something like that, where the pure pocket passers, they're not very popular in this league th- these days, um, especially in fantasy football. So Tyrod Taylor would be would be a solid pickup this week. Um, last one on this list would be is Big Ben. He is versus the Raiders. Um, Big Ben had a tougher matchup this past week against the Bills. Um, But I do expect his fantasy numbers to go up this week against a softer defense um, versus the Raiders. And speaking of defenses, um, there are a couple defenses out there this week um, that you might want to take a look at. Starting with the Cardinals defense, who is versus the Vikings. Um... Like I said, Vikings, they do have some weapons on that offense, uh, which does make it scary. But um, the Cardinals defense has revamped that D-line. They've reinforced it. And um, if they get after Kirk Cousins, it's going to be a very long day for Kirk Cousins. Um, So I I do see a lot of potential uh, with this Cardinals defense in this matchup. Um, And just one other defense to kind of just throw out there. if you know if if it's really thin in your league with defenses is the Bengals versus the Bears um they did a pretty solid job against the Vikings you know and Vikings have a much more talented offense uh than the Bears do in my opinion so I do believe that that if if the Bengals stay consistent um you know they, they can find similar numbers or a similar performance against the Bears um, and th- again, that's only if, if you're, you're in desperate need of a play or something. Um, but we don't have to spend too much time on defenses. We could just finish this off with kickers. 
uh, two kickers to keep in mind this week is the Arizona kicker, Matt Prater versus the Vikings. Um, I do expect Arizona to be moving the ball a lot this this week um, against that defense, whether they get into the red zone a lot or they're scoring a lot of touchdowns for extra points or he just gets in that field goal range. I, I do think Matt Prater is going to have a pretty busy game uh, this week. Um, and then second on this list is the Chargers kicker, Tristan Vizcaino. I'm pretty sure I'm saying his last name wrong. Um, but the Chargers are versus the Cowboys. Um, I am expecting a shootout in this game, expecting a lot of yards. <laughs> I'm expecting this ball to be moved um, on on both offenses. So I do think um, the Chargers kicker is going to be busy, um, whether he's kicking extra points or he's kicking distant field goals. Um, I do think both of these kickers have a pretty high ceiling this week. And that pretty much wraps it up for the weekly waiver wire report. Um, this has been your host Francis from the Buds and Sports podcast. I will be covering the injury report and the weekly waiver wire reports for the rest of the season. So uh, I do appreciate you tuning in today and uh, we'll see you for week three. Peace.